Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. Good Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Good news, good news on our guy, DeMar Hamlin. We'll talk about that here in a quick second. But coming up today, Dallas heading into week 18. Versus those Washington football people. Got to see them improve on a few things. Both offense and defense. We're going to talk to, not talk to, we're going to listen to both coordinators talk to us about a few of those things. We'll hear from them later on in the show. Uh, But coming up in a roundup, Jerry speaks. And it looks like Dallas will be getting some depth back on the offensive line. So we'll give the details and updates on that but first good morning bomb squad how you doing bomb squad! what's up friends what's up what's up what's up hey like i said at the top of this show man uh really good news i mean better news right positive news on damar hamlin his uncle spoke to reporters yesterday and it looks like make sure i get this right he's improved to 50 percent oxygen uh after needing to be on 100 oxygen he's still sedated and their main focus is recovering on his breathing, breathing on his own, and healing his lungs. Baby steps. So uh, not out the woods yet. Uh, they're still fighting. He's still fighting. But that is that is encouraging news, better news than we heard, obviously, um, on Monday and yesterday. So that's great. It's good to hear. We did find out that he had, had cardiac arrest twice, once on the field and once at the hospital. So our prayers and thoughts are still with DeMar Hamlin and his family and friends and obviously his teammates as well having to go through what they went through. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, Awesome. I hope that, you know, that continues. We'll continue to monitor that as long as we possibly can, because, again, we are in unprecedented times in regards to that. We hadn't seen that in the modern football era. And the league is now talking about how to handle it. I've heard some things on the radio this morning. I'm still not sure how they handle it. I, I don't even know if. You know, those two teams haven't in them to to play anytime soon. When I say anytime soon, I mean uh, this week or in the next, what's the day, Wednesday? Five days. Who knows? Because there's the focus is still on Hamlin. So uh, we'll keep our ears pinned to that because that situation may affect the rest of the National Football League, you know, listening to some speculation on what they do. So um, I don't think the NFL – and how they move forward is out the woods yet. They're trying to figure that out because all focus right now is on Hamlin and his health and hoping that he put, he pulls through because the last thing you want to see is, is this in general, but the worst case scenario from this happening. So let's continue to, to give our thoughts and prayers to Hamlin and uh, our guy 
Swagoo said something that we often say on here. We talk about the 24 hour rule, 48 hour rule. And he said something that really hit me. He's like, hey, you know, when you lose, win, lose, or draw, or somebody gets hurt, um, it's usually hey, 24 hours. We got to move forward. But this is different because the 24 hour rule to me really doesn't apply. You know, you, you can't apply it to this situation. So it's not as simple as, hey, all right, we're over this loss. Or, yeah, he got hurt next man up. So that 24-hour rule kind of gets thrown out the way, and, and we're just waiting and, and hoping and praying that, that he gets he gets better, man. He gets better. Indeed, Stephen White, we are not promised tomorrow. We are not. With that said, again, like yesterday, no easy turn, but we will have some football conversation today about the Cowboys. And I wanted to feature – I say two underlying uh, underlying things, but we've talked about a few of these things already here on this channel over the last few weeks, and we'll continue to detail them today. And we're, we'll hear from Dan Quinn. We'll, we'll hear from Kellen Moore. I know, I know it's Kellen Moore, but we'll hear. We'll, we will hear from both of them. And when we hear from Kellen, I know it's going to sound like I'm picking on Kellen, but just listen to what he says, and then and then just just stay stick around. To, to the statistics, and, 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 and we'll, we'll dive into that, and we'll talk about why I think these two things need to improve if the, if the Cowboys want to go further in the playoffs, Cowboys Nation. All right? Let's get this roundup real quick, and let's hit this show, man. Appreciate y'all. Bomb squad. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey. Yo. One of the returnees I forgot to mention yesterday, for obvious reasons, just it was just a tough, tough day. But something I forgot to mention yesterday was um Matt Forniak. Coach Marv called in uh Monday. I think it was Monday. Yep. And he he brought him up. He said, what about Fornick? I said, hey, we haven't heard anything yet. Then boom. I think later that day or or yesterday it came out that his 21-day window is open. Meaning they could elect to play him this week. Or they, they could see how he looks uh, in practice starting today and, and then open it up for the playoffs. But with Biotis going down and with, with Terrence Steele going down and playing musical chairs up front, they need all of the offense line depth help that they can get from inside the building. Meaning, he's been around the last two years. He knows the offense. He knows these players. He knows his quarterback. And he's played on the interior, up and down the interior. So, while he hasn't shown to be all that great this year, he's been average at best. Uh, and, and for the most part, probably below in the, in the snaps that he's had. At least he is familiar, and maybe it brings up the conversation that me and Mar were talking about. Do you do you use him to avoid having to do a three for one move? It doesn't sound like that's the case this week, according to Pat Walker. It sounds like they're going to go with Connor McGovern at center. That could change, but and and go with that three for one, and hope that Tyler Biotish is back for the for the uh, wild card round. But if Biotish is not. I wonder if they open up that thought process, right? I wonder if they say, hey, we'll throw Forniak at center so we can keep Tyler Smith Jr. or Smith Jr. is what we call him at left tackle 
and McGovern at left guard. If not, it'll be Smith Jr. at left guard, McGovern at center. Peters looking to play, you know, 60 snaps at left tackle. Not not an ideal situation right now for the Cowboys having to play musical chairs a week before the playoffs. So here's to hoping that Biotish gets back in time. We know he won't be back for this Washington game with the high ankle sprain, uh, but Jerry Jones spoke with the radio people about rest. They were asking him about rest, and we talked about this yesterday. With Philly losing, I, I don't think you can just rest. And with the way that they set up the schedule, you definitely can't rest. Now, let's say the Cowboys played at Ford, well, be Central, be 3.30, and the Eagles played at noon then, then, yeah, you have a potential to rest, guys. But this is what Jones said. There's too much to play for. I like to have the best advantage going into the playoffs. So I'd like to have a home game. I'd certainly love to get a bye. I would like to have a home game, too, but I, I, I think he wants a home game for a different reason. <laughs> I think his mind is on something else. But I would like to have a home game, too. I would like to have a bye as well. My thought process to the Super Bowl is the path with least resistance. That means two games. Division, championship. And I know me and Vosh make fun about this, the SB word, but but we're in the playoffs now. That's what you're playing for. We're here. Now, how do you get there? Right? I'd rather get there with two games. Is it likely? Nah, I think there was something like a 1% chance of the Cowboys getting the number one seed. They would need the Eagles to lose. Cowboys win and the Niners to lose. But if there's a chance, there's a chance. (laughs) I mean, three weeks ago, we were like, ah, we can see the division, right? Well, here we are. Here we are. That's this morning's roundup. and, And I'm seeing ticket sales from Shaq. I'm seeing money signs from Hallelujah. Yeah, I I think he wants a home game for those reasons. I want a home game because I think the Cowboys play better at home. That's why I want a home game. Um, But it looks like they will have to go on the road. And they will be going on the road this weekend to the Washington football people who I just got a notification, Cowboys Nation. Uh, that now that's incorrect trip aces the cowboys are eight and one at home i don't how do we do better on the road unless you're just going with your eye test you know how some people ignore facts and just say eye test cowboys are eight and one on a road on at home averaging over 30 points per game they've won eight in a row that's interesting um that's interesting. Call in. I would love to hear how the Cowboys are better on the road. That'd, that'd be very interesting. 351-999-3787. There was once a time under Jason Garrett where we were a dominant road team for a few years, and we were eh at home. Lately, though, Cowboys have been pretty damn good. Last year, I believe they also were the number one team at home in points per game, third down, red zone, all that stuff. And this year, that seems to have followed. Uh, but yeah, call it in general though. 351-999-3787. I think the thing is though, if you get a home game, you're probably playing that bad man, but I think I take my chances. 
it ain't like you got a favorable quarterback if you're going to play Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady anyway. It is what it is. They're going to Washington. I got a, a notification today that Washington has benched Carson Wentz again. So I don't know if they're going with Sam Howell or, or, or Tyler uh, is it Heineke. Cowboys haven't played Heineke yet this year. They played him last year, but they haven't played him yet this year. Um, and we'll see. I guess that'll come down here in a second. But I do know on the other side of the ball, they'll, they'll have their defensive front. I think their former number one overall pick came back. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what he does. But regardless who the quarterback is, regardless if the Cowboys get by or, or, or no by going into the playoffs, they got to figure some things out. So it is Heineke? Okay. They got to figure some things out on both sides of the ball. And I kind of want to start with the defense if you, you guys do not mind. Yesterday, we talked about the pass rush a little bit. And this will all spin the block back to the pass rush. But I think one of the things that are kind of going under the radar is just how poor the Cowboys defense has been on third downs. Uh, so I had to go back and just make sure I wasn't my eyes weren't lying to me and they weren't. Now you might say, well, sky, they're 13th in the NFL. That's not poor. You're right. But just like a month ago or the first half of the season, if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys third down defense was like number one. If not number one, they were top five. So to go from top five and for the first half of the year to 13th, I think it's a pretty big drop. And then when you go a little bit more recent, the last three weeks, they are last in the NFL. Last in the NFL. Giving up over 54% conversion rate. And I think in Cowboys Nation, we're, we're kind of torn right now on what's more important. Getting to the pass, getting to the pass rush, you know, getting getting hot again or stopping the run or whatever. I think the Cowboys have been okay on run defensively. Now, I know the Jacksonville Jaguars did what they did, but for the most part, they've been okay. But then we also have that PTSD, right? Well, man, the last two times the Cowboys were eliminating the playoffs, 300 yards to the Rams, 169 yards to the Niners. Jory Epstein asked uh, Dan Quinn about the lack of pass rush. And he kind of gave his, his his thoughts on the whole situation. Take a listen to Jory, or take a listen to Dan and Jory. I don't, I don't want to put the words in their mouth. I can't remember the exact question. But here, here's Dan Quinn on the pass rush. We, we, haven't, we didn't talk to you after the Philadelphia game, but when you look at the last four weeks in the pass rush, I mean, do you, where do you feel like you're at relative to early in the season and where do you want to be by the playoffs that you're not now? Okay, let's start, uh, I think, from most recent. I thought um, pressure-wise it was good to see that in the game yesterday, or not yesterday, but our, in the game from Thursday to where the sack numbers weren't as high. I think we had two, but we were able to pressure the quarterback and knock him off the spot to, you know, in that way, you know, create a takeaway and, and create some some momentum, so to speak. And I thought that helped in on the third down. Uh, it really depends week to week. There's 
some times where a team's really going to be protection conscious to say, hey, we're not going to allow this guy or this guy to go, and it helps in the back end sometimes. Okay, a tight end staying in, a back staying in, and how does that affect it? So on this particular one, Jordan, I don't know if it's one size fits all to say every game we'd love to rip it and go, but um, you do want to have chances to finish on the QB because in those moments, obviously, the the yardage is a big deal, but also referring back to what we were talking about earlier, having chances to knock the ball off the QB, um, that's kind of the, the icing on the cake, so to speak. So we've certainly got work to do um, in both our stunts and uh, when we want to you know, trap a quarterback inside. So it's one of the areas uh, you know, heading into to this week that uh, is still on, right on the top of my list of things that we want to nail. He said a lot there, man, that, that, I, that I had to write down some of those words, one size fits all, finish at the quarterback. Essentially, he was talking about the sack fumble. He was talking about trapping. The, the Cowboys' pass rush is not a one-and-one, one, meaning it's not just a simple, hey, just pin your ears back and go. It's never been that way. They've always done a ton of stunts. They've always tried to trap the quarterback, and it worked early on. Um, if I had to guess... I think the stunts aren't as clean as they as they were earlier. Uh, I think some guys are hitting a bit of a wall. I think Dorrance Armstrong is he's still solid, but I don't think he's playing at that high level that he was before. Um, I th- obviously, teams are dedicating more assets to Micah, but again, Micah is now at something like 25 pressures in the last three games. Yes, he hasn't f- finished, and that's the other one, but he's getting pressure. We're, we're now trying to create pressure the other way around and, and finish. That was the other word he said was finish and this is why i think it's extremely important for the cowboys to finish we talked about yesterday when the cowboys defense was at the height when they seemed to be one of them ones it was because their pass rush was getting home and then he said it's not a one size fits all thing i think what he means by that or i'm just guessing here there's not there's not one answer as to why the pass rush isn't isn't finishing there's obviously the game plan. There's keeping it back or a tight end in the back. There's the quick passes. There's these quarterbacks scrambling around and hitting guys or just throwing it away. But another one he didn't bring up that I will is the back end. I think obviously the back end has been compromised. You lost your two of your starting three cornerbacks. It is what it is. And then the guy that you expected to come in and at least hold down the fort came in and got benched. So now you're down to your essentially CB5. Uh, playing opposite of Trayvon Diggs for, for for the majority of the game. So they're trying to figure that out. So I don't think there's one answer to to the pass rush getting getting back to where it, what it was. But damn it, DQ has to find a way because I think in the playoffs, the Cowboys are going to need to be one of them type of pass rushing units. So, and this isn't an easy thing. I'm, I'm And again, I'm not saying that Dan Quinn... Is just going to magically find it, but it's up to you, brother. It's up to you because I think if the Cowboys go up against a Tom Brady, they go up against an Aaron Rodgers, they go up against now Kirk Cousins can be hit or miss, but he can throw the ball and they got weapons. My worry is that they attack this secondary if they find the mouse in the house, if your pass rush isn't getting home. So whether it's schematics, whether it's playing chess, whether it's, hey, I got to get in the lab and for three games, I got to dial this thing up and get in my bag. Talking about Dan Quinn. You got to find an answer. Got to find an answer because, granted, 
Josh Dobbs, whatever, Minshew, whatever, Davis Mills, whatever. But you're going to play better quarterbacks than that. And you don't want them to get second chances because we're not getting home. And I know a lot of people, sacks on everything. And I agree. I'm not saying sacks are everything. But but you can't go three games, one sack in the playoffs. I don't think you could do that. Uh, if it's going to be that one sack, it needs to be, like he said, sack fumble. It needs to be getting the, the ball out the quarterback's hand. But but I think that this, this pass rush needs to turn back up somehow, some way. And that will help you on third downs. The reason why the Cowboys were so great on third downs was because they were getting to the quarterback. They were getting to the quarterback. It wasn't like, and, and think about this for a second. That's when the Cowboys run defense was terrible, right? That's when we were like, hey, man, what are we going to do about this run defense? Now the Cowboys run defense is better. But the third down defense is worse. Let's hit the phone lines real quick. Pulse of the Nation phone lines presented by the Cochran Firm. Make sure you hit up my guys Larry and Brian down at the Cochran Firm. If you run into any, anyone on the road, but any legal issues here in Dallas, Fort Worth, or Houston, you can hit them up at 1-800-THE-FIRM or get your free consultation at CochranTexas.com. Cochran cares. Let me get my old head up in here. What's up, OGB Bird? Not much, Scott. How you doing this morning, bro? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I had a couple of uh, a couple of points. One thing is that I'm I'm definitely not surprised at what T.Y. was doing is doing now. Uh, I thought he'd add value on the field and in the uh, the wide receiver room. I I think he's really done that. The thing is, is that um, I knew he'd be upgrade upgrade on our in our wide receiver group because look at the talent that we have there. I mean, it's not hard to 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 do that. Um, to me, I think he's if he keeps playing this way, he's elevated himself to to be number two. Um, and my thing is, I just don't want the politics of Gallup signing that contract in off season and all those things to keep him out of that. I think we need to be with our best players on the field. Politics be damned. Yeah. Contracts be damned too. Yeah. So I think um, you know, I think he, you know, Gallup just may not be back yet. I, you know, I'm I'm always been lukewarm on Gallup anyway. He does some good things, but disappears a lot. But I just think that, man, T.Y. has been making some excellent plays, man, clutch in clutch moments. Uh, we need that on the field more than we need it on the sideline. I 100% agree. It, I posed that question Monday. I said, is it is it overreaction or, 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 or not about T.Y. being your second best wide receiver? And I'm on the side of it's not. And, and, and I think it was McCarthy who said the ramp up is over. He's going to get even more snaps this Sunday. I would give him a full slate. I would say, okay, let's see what we got in T.Y. as wide receiver, too. I, I know yeah. it's against Washington, but give him a chance to show what he can be, at least on film, for, for that wild card game and just utilize uh, uh, Michael Gallup as a specialty weapon, right? Uh, meaning, you know, third downs, you know, third and longs. He could be a jump ball guy. Red zone, he could be a jump ball guy. But, you know, any any two wide receiver sets need to involve T.Y. Hilton, in my opinion. Absolutely. One of the things about the playoff positioning, man, is that, you know, we definitely want to win the um, uh, division and just let everything, when this game is weak and just let everything, you know, fall where it may. But one of the things I would tell you, man, is that I've been really leaning to going to Tampa Bay beating Brady. The reason why I'm saying that, man, is because I know people will be like, man, you could be one and done. But I think if we go to Tampa Bay and, and beat Brady, 
I think that would add a lot of confidence in this team right now that they don't have. And when I say that, I'm talking about, like, you know, at the end of last season, how it ended, everybody said, hey, man, I don't want to see the regular season more. I'm ready for the playoffs. you got to prove it in the playoffs. The Cowboys are saying that to themselves also. And so if you go there and beat this icon, you beat this team that this guy that's been 7-0 against your team, just think what it would do to their confidence going through the playoffs, man. Sure. And I just yeah. think it would do – I think it would do a world of – the easy route hadn't been too good for us. You know what I'm saying? I think expectations are so high. Oh, the Cowboys at home, they should well, win. They should do this. They should do that. We don't really perform well under those kind of expectations. Let's just be honest. No route has been good for the Cowboys <laughs> for 27 years. So, yeah, right. It don't matter if you're it's right. been first seed, wild card, on the road, at home. It ain't <laughs> it ain't been great. Um, now, I hate this statistic, and I didn't even notice until I saw it earlier this year. Cowboys haven't won a road playoff game since 1992. Bieber, and I heard that. This, that I is, heard that also, and that was crazy. That yeah. is that is unreal. And um, yeah, you you remember this? I'm sure. In '94, when the Niners won the Super Bowl, remember Steve Young had to. I think it was Ken Norton or somebody take the monkey off my back, right? Take the monkey off my back. Uh, I, I look at beating Correct. Tom Brady in the playoffs as that, right? So there, there is that. Absolutely. I feel like if you beat Tom Brady, the mentality, the 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 psyche boost that you'll get will be better than anything this 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 organization has had since what 1992. If we're being honest, absolutely, yeah. And well, it's a lot of and so 95. what it is, it's, it's a it's a lot of risk and reward there. So some people might like, well, that's Tom Brady. You might lose, but just think if you win. And that's the thing, man, the, the confidence boost that we'll get if we win. And my last thing, man, is, is this, Scott, it's kind of an obscure uh, thing, and, and I'm, I'm going to pick on Kelvin Joseph a little bit here because you talked about it yesterday. Do you know that Kelvin Joseph actually um, tied for uh, most penalties on the Cowboys this year? And I, and and I, and I, bet, with the, I bet all of them is on special teams. Um, yeah, most of them are on special teams, and so he's tied with Tyler Smith. But if you look in the league, I looked in the league, he has eight, which is tied for fifth. You know, it's a lot of people tied with that. But everybody else on the list above him are offensive linemen. And so mm. the thing about it is that that's, that's rare that a special teams-only guy can have as much penalties as an offensive lineman who plays probably 90% more than he does. It just tells you kind of like the, the bad decision making that this young man is making out there on the field, man. It's just it, he's just been a liability to us. And one of the things that you said that I echo too is you're going to have good plays and bad plays with rookies. You just hope they kind of you know balance themselves out. The problem is we just don't get the good with Kelvin Joseph. We get only the bad. And hey, man, I'm continuing to listen offline, man. I appreciate your time, brother. Thanks, B. Burton. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. All right, man. Yeah, that's the conversation we was talking about yesterday about about Kelvin and and, and why I'm not hard on Nashawn Wright. You know, having a day where he was targeted often and and was accounted for apparently from PFF for a hundred yards, but he also came up with an interception. He also made a play on the ball on a deep ball. I hadn't seen Kelvin Joseph get an interception. I hadn't seen Kelvin Joseph make a play on the deep ball. Uh, it's it's been four touchdowns given up. And in other opportunities, he just had made plays. And I can live with you giving up a touchdowns. I can live with you making mistakes as a young guy, right? But I need you to to show that you can make plays around that. And it ain't just me. Dan Quinn needed them. 
uh, needed him to show that. Al Harris needed needed him to show them that he could do that, and he didn't, so he got benched. Yeah. Uh, nine oh four. What it is? What it do? Hey, good morning, uh, Will. How you doing, sir? Good morning, sir. I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm just gonna um, say, you know, send a shout out and a, and a quick, you know, just a quick uh, prayer out to Demar, which is um, you know, you know, it was still a terrible situation what happened, you know, and and, and my prayers go out to his family as he's still trying to recover because I still believe in the healing and everybody must believe that, you know. Yeah, it's it's still uh, it, again, it's still everyone's trying to push through a, an unprecedented situation and a sad situation. So yeah, we, we we all can use, uh, he can use all of our prayers. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and right now, then, and it's kind of really kind of hard trying to focus on, you know, you know what the implications are this week because, like, you know, for what happened on Monday night, and um, and a lot of people just kind of like, you know, especially with the Skip Bayless situation. Uh, he just put the whole thing on blast and everything. But, you know, I don't think that was right what he said. But um, yeah, I usually so, don't address that guy. But but one thing I found was interesting was um, Shannon Sharp did not show up, and I don't know if there's a rumor out yeah. there that he's about tired of his stuff. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna be real interested to see if he if he shows up again. Not because I want to watch the show, but I wonder if he's just had enough after Skip pretty much. Uh, I even said his name. I, hate that I said his name. I, but disrespected honest, him a few weeks it. ago. I think that's it. I really think that's it. Mm. Because that's pretty much probably the last straw. Because like you know, he's been he's been drawing that Shannon for maybe for years now. And I know. I think that one time when they had a debate with with Tom Brady's situation. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That was uh, and and and, and, and that dropped way respect. below the belt. And I thought it was going to go to blows. <laughs> Skip is an old man. I know, I know. Shannon's yeah. fifty, fifty-three or whatever it is, but Skip is an old man. He ain't going, he ain't going body slam that man. He'd break him in half. Yeah. But, but what you got? What you, what you, <laughs> what you got for the Cowboys? Hey man, um, I truly, um, I was just listening to the other guy. He was like, yeah, I, I kind of want to. I would, uh, you know, I have a feeling that we may not get this um, Eastern Division title due to the fact that I know the Giants gonna lay down and Philadelphia is gonna um, win the division. By default, that's what, that's the way I feel in my mind. Because remember, I told you and um Vox last week that they was gonna lose to the Saints, in which that happened. So that, then I said, okay, maybe the Giants gonna come in there and, and pull a rabbit out of their hat and, and pull out this upset, and and, uh, and then we'll take over. Because like the best thing we could finish now is the, is the second seed now since San Fran came back and won that game in overtime. But well, you know, we can't finish in the second seed. If 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 you think the Giants are going to lay down, if the Giants lay down, we're locked into the fifth. That's it. Right. The only way we can finish in the second yeah. seed is if the Eagles lose, the Cowboys and then win. We'll possibly play Green Bay or no. If we finish in the fifth, we're playing Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. Only way we, we finish we, in the second is the is the opposite of of what you expect to happen. Right. And then we end up probably playing either Green Bay or Detroit or Seattle or Seattle. Right. Which I would, so it, so it, it, I'd be okay. I rather I rather face Brady because I really I got a lot of Buccaneers fans in my area, and man, I am so tired of it right now. Especially like when we lost the last two opening season losses, and I was like, wait a minute, 
this this can't be happening. Three, three times can't be a charm. So I'm I'm thinking that yeah we're gonna come to come to Tampa, start making some noise because it, 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 cause try, you gotta remember now try eight yeah at least try, <laughs> they owe they owe seven against Tom Brady in his career oh and seven, so yeah it, I think the question. I mean, all the way up until Sunday will be who would you rather face, right? That's kind of the fun question going on. The The reality is you're likely going to face Tom Brady. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, right. I'd rather face him. So we can go ahead and, and put that one loss in this column, put him in retirement, and then they'll put us on a natural high so I can walk out with my chest out. <laughs> hey, so I'm not I mad at it. I, I will completely admit to y'all I would love to get the bye. I would love to – to have a home game and things like that. But if that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. beating Tom Brady on the road, I think would do so much for this team uh, moving forward. So listen, I, I feel y'all. Yes, indeed. I I totally agree. You got to beat him. Like, you know, you got to beat him. It's still yeah, time. Beat him. It's still, it, listen. And we, I, and we can't afford this one and done. And, no, and no, 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 no. Because like, last year was a bad taste in our mouth. We still owe San Francisco for that one. We really do. And if we meet them later today. on down the road, we have to that. You might run into them. That that, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just waiting, and then you know, because everything is zero and zero once that playoff starts. Yes, sir. You can throw all this thirteen and four record and everything out the window. That when that tournament starts, it is zero and zero, and it's up to you to go ahead and put in four wins, and that four wins will get you the Lombardi Trophy, and that's what that quest is. The quest of six, baby. That's what I'm looking at. Indeed, man. Hey, dog. Appreciate the call. <laughs> Good talk. Yes, sir. Let's All keep right, it man. You take care, man, and happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year, brother. All right. You go out to you go out to get into one of these big fights, man. That's why you know I, I'm just waiting for the chips to fall wherever they may, because you're going to have to get into one of these big fights. Uh, couple couple super chats dropped in here. I'll get to those in a second. Also, do we really have an Eagles fan in there? I know we get Vikings fan. I don't normally get Eagle fan, Eagle fans here. We get those on the Vox Lombardi Live show. But if Spock is an Eagles fan, welcome. And yes, y'all are dumb for eating horse poop. Uh, Q. Q said, uh, Super Chat, I agree. Super Chat. Cowboys need to beat Brady. Would it? A-Ron. A- Super Chat. Said, uh, if we're going to continue to play off coverage, Tom Brady will wreck us with the dump offs. Man, look, hey, hey, Ron, I ain't even ready to go down the, the, the X's and O's of that, that matchup because you're right. That's something we'll have to talk about. He can't play off. And I and it's so funny you say that, A-Ron, because as he's talking about Brady, as, as B. Bird was talking about Brady, in my head, I was like, all right, so I put Trayvon Diggs on Mike Evans all gaming. Oh, man, I forgot they got the, the other cat on the other side. Ah, well, I just gotta live with that. Cool. What about the, I mean, maybe Julio ends up showing up or something like that. So yeah, it'll 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 be a tough one. But it's so weird because Brady ain't been playing that good. But then he'll just do what he did against with with Mike Evans out of nowhere. And then it's Tom Brady and it's the Cowboys. So it's like, do you really? I don't man. I don't want to think about that just quite yet. Let's, let's handle our business first. Ah, uh, there was a question Tasik asked me. Okay, what would be the fallout if we go one and done again? I think the heads will roll, right? Maybe Mike McCarthy might have bought himself some time going back to back. And this again, 
I hate to be having this conversation. I hate to have this conversation right now. I ain't in the playoffs yet. But McCarthy has done a great job, I think, in, in improving this organization. But he still is not the head honcho, right? He's just not. I think he's doing a fantastic job a, as a manager. Um, so if, if he won and done, I feel like you. If it's one and done and it's Sean Payton, I feel like you got to move on. If it's one and done and it's one of these other young guys, I feel like you got to move on. When I say young guys, I mean one of these young up-and-coming office coordinators not named Kellamore. You got to move on. Um, that sucks because because Mike has done the best he can do given this situation. I hate to think about this. I, I don't know. Let's see what happens. See what happens. God, why y'all so damn toxic? Uh, Reek, I ain't even addressing the other one in here. What's good, Rick? It was going on. What's going on, Skywalker? What's going on, Cowboy Nation? Um, <clears throat> I really believe that Kellen Moore needs to empty the clip, like I said yesterday. He needs to in the playoffs, use these yeah. tight ends. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. He really does. You know what I'm saying? He really needs to use this empty the clip, man, as far as these tight ends we got. T.Y. Uh, Hilton, we got new toy. Um Everything needs to be used. Our running backs, everything needs to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, we shouldn't we shouldn't be basic going into the playoffs. Uh-oh. Yeah, brother, we got some breaking so, news. Got some breaking okay, news, but uh, let me confirm it, though. Let me just go confirm it. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have waived wide receiver James Washington. Person familiar with the move said, Washington injured his left foot in the spring, fractured his right foot in training camp. Too much missed time on offense, disrupt, disrupted Texas native uh, tenure with his childhood favorite team, healthy scratch past two games. So James Washington has been waived. Not really much of a surprise to me, especially with uh, him being inactive the last two weeks uh, and, and T.Y. Hilton firmly implanted in this offense. Uh, Michael Gallup, you got uh, Noah Brown. You, you got your top four guys plus these tight ends that you were talking about. Uh, Reek. So they went ahead and waived James Washington, who honestly, like I said, anything he gave you was a bonus. Literally. I mean, like if he got into the play, that was a bonus because he 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 hurt himself early and he got back too late. So James Washington has been waived. You can go ahead, uh, Reek. <laughs> well, Deuces, James <laughs> Washington. Right. You ain't coming and do nothing anyway, man. N- nothing. Uh, you came out of the locker room in, 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 in training camp. I hurt your ankles. But I, right. Uh, right. Uh, my my thing is, uh, I really want Keller Moore to get creative, and at the same time, too, I hope he calls good games and crunch time moments. Because going against a person like Tom Brady. You gotta have your A game. You gotta have, especially against their defense. Their defense is seasoned. They won the Super Bowl. They know what it takes to win the Super Bowl. They, got, they still got a lot of those guys on that team, and them two linebackers looking real goddamn good right now yeah. for them over in Tampa. Um, and and with uh, with Dan Quinn, he uh, he's got to show his worth too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, man, you need to get your rotation game down, and who's gonna be where on that defensive line and Michael Parsons needs to be used like the queen again. He needs to be all over the field. He doesn't have to be on one side of the field. He needs he needs to do something to get this defensive line to move in, stopping this run and getting at the at the quarterback. Because the one thing I always understood about playing people playing against Tom Brady, especially those 
those old school uh, uh, those old school giant teams that played him in the, in the Super Bowls. They always got pressure in his face. They made him so uncomfortable to where it's like he couldn't just step up in the pocket. They pushed that pocket in his lap. Yeah, he and he's not gonna run. No. So no. my my thing is this, man. They just need to get in the lab and figure this thing out, man. Whoever we play. Let's get ready to rumble with whoever we got going to roll. We got going to roll. Let's do what we got to do, man. Wow. In our business, not play with our fool. All right, sir. Peace. Appreciate you, Rick. Facts. You talked about Dan Quinn, and earlier we talked about Dan Quinn in the defense having to clean up their third down situation. They they're last in the NFL in the last three weeks, and even before that, you can see they weren't as dominant on third down. But on the flip side, the Cowboys have been fantastic on third down. I think the Cowboys are somewhere like top five or top eight right now, maybe even three or something. They're somewhere around there in third down. Think about that for a second. Since Dak Prescott has come back, they're number one. But since Dak has come back, the Cowboys prior to Dak coming back in, in the first week, about one through six or whatever it was, they were like 29th, 30th on third down. And now they're in the top five or something around there. That's crazy. That's like the exact opposite of the defense being top one, two, or three to now 13. It's even bigger of a jump. And (laughs) Kellen Moore talked about the success on third downs. And he gave his his reasonings to to why he believes they're having this, this success. And when I heard it, Y'all can only imagine. Y'all know how I get when I hear things. I'm like, huh? What? So y'all listen to Kellen Moore talk about third downs, and then we'll have a discussion on that. Your third down numbers, how much of a role are you guys on here? And, and does from where you started with it, beginning of the season to now, what do, do you put the change on? Yeah, certainly there was a moment uh, where it was a very big hurdle uh, for us, you know, early in the year. And so... Uh, for our guys to kind of find their groove. And I think, uh, you know, certainly a number of players have stepped up and made, made tremendous plays. And I think a lot of it goes back to first and second down. I think we always like to emphasize that. that um, you know, if you're living in third and long, it's going to be challenging for you. So your numbers are probably going to indicate that. But, um, you know, when you're living in short yardage, third and two to threes, four to fives, and you can manage those and the odds would, you know, tailor a little bit more towards the offense there. And once you get to that six and above, obviously the, the defense is going to have the favors there the odds there and so uh you know certainly we've lived in more manageable situations and our guys have made tremendous plays sir there's no way there there's no way he's 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 looking at the same thing i'm looking at over the over the last three weeks just no way now maybe that may be the case five weeks ago Maybe that's the case. When you were dominating on the ground. But y'all watched the same game I watched, right? In the last three or four games, y'all watched the same game I watched, right? Dallas Cowboys <laughs> have not been great on first and second down when they're running the ball, which they're doing at a ridiculously high rate and at a poor outcome. Prior to week 17, they were first in first and second down runs and 24th in yards per carry. We talked about that going into the Titans game. We said that can that cannot happen. But that's a change. What Kellen say? She 
and tell me what to do. 19 runs on first down for 1.7 yards per carry. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. This is three weeks in a row now. I said last week, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting a little bit worried that we're getting a bit lazy via the run game. Don't get me wrong. I understand that there was a point in time in this season with this team that our bread was buttered by running with two of your best backs with one of the best run blocking offensive lines. It's not been the case over the last month of the season. It's not been the case, y'all. Last three weeks, the running backs are averaging 3.8, 3.0, and 2.6 yards per carry. What bugged me, though, was that he just completely ignored the facts of the matter on first and second down and said, yeah, we're, we're great on third down because of our early down success. That's not true. You're great on third down. And I want all y'all who don't like this man to look at me in the eyes when I tell you this. Because of Dak Prescott. That is why you're great on third now. Not because of some scheme. Not because you're getting to third and ones. Because of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is second in the NFL. Only to Patrick Mahomes. On first down passes thrown on third down he's first in the nfl in first downs converted via the pass on third and long this ain't your early down run success or early down success rate it's your quarterback and we're in three games now in a row where we're like hey dog save us and when I talked about lazy, right, I talked about I don't like the fact that we're getting lazy. It ain't even just the predictability of being of being lazy, right? We Running the ball on first and second down at that type of rate is ridiculous, number one. But the how. Go watch the Titans game, y'all. Go watch it. We're lining up tight ends. We're just running. We're in shotgun. We're just running. Ain't no more creative. Like, like I don't know how many times I got to say this. When you go up against these type of lines, you cannot be lazy. You don't got those horses. And now Terrence Steele was out. Terrence Steele was out, and he was your best run-blocking guy on the offensive line, period. you got to be more creative. You, you just have to be. The Titans are, and this is respect, all due respect to the Titans. They are fantastic run uh, defense. The Eagles weren't, but they were better. They were a better run defense. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, and you're going to run into an Eagles front. You're going to run into a 49ers front. You're going to run into one of these fronts. You're going to run into a Tampa Bay front. And you can't be mano y mano. You just can't. And there's going to be times where that's called for. But for the most part, you need to be schematically creative. You got the horses to do it. And let's say, okay, well, we, we, we can't run. As much as we want to. And this goes back to what I was saying last year when everybody uh, was talking about we need to run the ball 35 times or whatever. And I st- I stand on this, period. I don't, I don't care how good you are running the ball. I don't think it's about the volume. And that's the problem 
with this team that want to hit a number. Let's hit a number. Let's hit 30. I don't care about that number. I care about the efficiency. And Kellen Moore did bring up the efficiency. But I think in order to be efficient, the process to get there has to be better. <laughs> How can you be efficient, bro, when you're lining up in shotgun against seven or eight man front and saying, hey, you go block this dominant run defense? I don't do anything creative. Here, Zeke, you just run up the middle. Can't do it, won't do it. So, yes, Dallas has been fantastic on third down because of your quarterback. But I don't want to see that continue. I do want to see the success continue. I don't want to see the process to it continue in the playoffs because you're going to run into a team that doesn't allow you to be great. And what if Dak isn't great on third down that day? Now, what we're going to do, we're going to blame the quarterback. So that's where I would like to see them improve is the process on early downs. If you're going to run, if you're going to hit this number, hit it with some, some creativity. Run with a purpose. Set this thing up for later type of situation. Oh, 100% it is toxic, you know. Uh, yeah, everything is good. So so I know some people were wondering what was going on yesterday for, for the Lombardi show. Uh, we got a call down because of the situation with DeMar Hamlin that they wanted to just give it a pause. Just give give that day, a, give it a pause. All right, we got a couple callers. And we're going to head up out of here. 609, what it is, what it do? Yo, what's good, Sky? What's up with you? All right, so you just hit the nail on the head about the run game, and uh, I was going to bring it up, but you just brought it up about Terrence Steele. As soon as he went out, like, you just see, like, the lack of efficiency in our offense and our run game. Like, it's not as smooth as it used to be because we don't have Terrence Steele match and shit. Like, I don't watch the film, but I watch Vosh watch the film. And, like... You know, that boy was that boy was moving people. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Terrence Steele was your best. He was your best run blocking offensive lineman, and he was battling Terrence. Terrence, he was battling Zach Martin as your best <laughs> offensive lineman. Seriously, right? No, yeah. Like I said, I don't watch the film by myself. I just watch it with y'all. You know, you and watch and shit like that, and it's very obvious the work he was doing. You can see when he got hurt. You know, yeah. he can't run the ball as good. It's the same thing on defense. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it earlier. I haven't checked the stats, and I really haven't watched the film like that since then. But we lost Anthony Brown, and our defense is a little bit suspect now. You know, people was hating on Anthony Brown because he gave up one deep ball a game. Whatever, let him fucking give up that deep ball a game. But we was, I mean, we was a good defense still. You know, like we wasn't. He was locking shit up besides that one deep ball a game. Uh, yeah, yeah, AB. It wasn't his best year. I think AB struggled this season, but no, for sure. But yeah, for sure. I think you'd rather have him right now than the alternative. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, so I think that's, that's my point. Everybody's so quick to get rid of AB. Oh, cut AB. Well, no, no but here's the him, look, but here's look, the thing. The no, you don't get you don't cut him. That's stupid. You, AB right. has some yeah. has some value because he can be a, a quality depth. What the, what you would have liked to have seen if if AB did not improve was, okay, let's see what these young guys got, right? And and then you get a and chance. slide him somewhere. And, and you get a chance, right. right? And you say, okay, well, this young guy doesn't have it, but I got A.B. in my pocket to put back out there. Or I could put yep. A.B. in the slot yeah. to continue to to bring some yep. value to this team. When you lose him altogether, you don't have a fallback play. So, you no. know, you can, you, can have, you can have two arguments. You can have the, 
hey, I would like to see what one of these other guys can do. See if we can improve at the position. But I don't want right. AB to be cut or be injured. I want it to be given you via, via sure. this guy played better. That's always my situation. That's why I always say I hate when guys get an opportunity like this. I would much rather be through competition. Yeah, like Deron Bland. If, if Jordan Lewis doesn't right. get her, I, I, I have it. I find it very hard to believe Deron Bland isn't on the field if Jordan Lewis doesn't get her. Like right. I think Deron Bland would still probably be starting to this day if Jordan Lewis, you know, didn't it, it didn't get her. Like I think he would have won the job. Like he had such a great camp. He had a great couple of snaps when he came in. You know, against uh, who was that? The Commanders. He came in the yes. first game. Yes. Yeah. When he came in, you know, played played his ass off that game. You know, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Deron Bland. I think he showed his worth in the in the in the uh, in camp. And preseason, I thought he was better than Kelvin yeah. Joseph, Nation Wright, you know, all those type of guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was, that's, that's all I wanted to say was like you know the loss of you know Terrence Steele in the offensive line, and then AB on the defense. You know, he kind of put two and two together and pieces to the puzzle. You know why you know why both of those things are kind of slowing down. Yeah, they got to figure it out, man. And and and, and yeah, you man, know, we'll figure it out. Well, well I, I hope so. You know, I I, I, I think. <laughs> I, but but the the crazy thing is there's a there is an ability for them to do it. They have the bag to do it. He, he just has to to use it. And I'll talk about that here in a second. Appreciate the call, brother. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Good stuff. The, the bag I'm talking about is we we've seen guys you know pulling. We've seen misdirection. We've seen post snap pre snap post snap action. We've seen that. You know they have that ability to do it. But the one play that I often see the Green Bay Packers run, which I've seen the Cowboys run maybe and count on one, maybe two hands, but the Packers do this every single week. It's a part of their game plan, is they'll run that 21 personnel package. And they'll mix it up. One time it's Corey, Corey Dillon. Woo! A.J. Dillon. I might show you on my age a little bit. A.J. Dillon. They'll do 21 personnel. A.J. Dillon will run kind of a orbit motion-like behind uh, Aaron Rodgers. They'll do an RPO type of thing, if, depending on the look. They'll run it. If it, if it's a per- favorable pass look, they'll pull it, and they'll throw it out there to A.J. Dillon. Another play, another drive. They'll motion Aaron Jones. They'll play action to Dillon. They'll throw it to Aaron Jones. That's their way of getting what we call extended handoffs. That's their way of getting easy yards. Screens. Oh, my God. Those things that the Cowboys seem to be allergic to. Like, those type of things can help mitigate, okay, maybe we can't run like we used to run. But how can we still run without doing that early? Right? I'm not talking about on third down. Early. On first down. So you can get to second and favorable, third and favorable. You don't get the third down in general. You know? But lining up and just thinking you're going to just... You don't have the Eagles offensive line. Not even close. So... Yeah, man. Corey Dillon was a... He was a cannon. I don't know why we're allergic to those. I don't know. I don't know. We have it. We've seen it run. But I watched that team. That's that's a weekly thing. That is a weekly thing. It's a part of their bag every week. They make you have to prepare for that. And it's an easy read, right? If Especially if you get some pre-snap motion going with that thing, it's an easy read. Okay, boom. You follow C.D. Lamb over. I know you're in man coverage. That tells my wide receiver over there, if I actually run a quick slant here, I can make that linebacker have to go around me, and that gives me an easier outlet to the running back, and now he can get some yak. 
You hear me? Tony from Tampa Tom. Long time no speak. What's up, man? <laughs> Tony from Tampa, man. Hey, look, hey, I just I just took my head out the sand after that 49ers loss in the playoffs last year. Damn, so it's been that long. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, man, I just pulled my head out the sand, man. I, I was hurt, man. Uh, it drained, it drained me, man. We all was, But, man. uh, I've been keeping eyes on you. You know that. You know, you're number one Cowboys loss. So you know I keep eyes on you. Appreciate you, big dog. You know? But look, all I got to say, man, is everything you saying and all that, you know, the, the players got to want it, but the coaches got to want it too, man. You know, the coaches, it, go, it goes into the coaches. got They got to want it, man. You know, they, they, you know, the coaching staff, all oh, that's a culture issue, man. That's culture issues, man. You know, Kellen Moore, everybody talk about how good, man, look. Kellen Moore, man, we, oh, we need to move past that, man. You know, I, I, we need to move past it. We need somebody more creative just lining up in, in a cloud of dust. That's old, man. That's, 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 that's dead. Well, you know, nowadays, yeah. that's dead. The problem is he has some creativity to him. It's just the manner of in which he uses it. Like randomly, we'll do a double, triple, reverse, or he'll have a series where we're doing the pre-snap, post-snap stuff, and we got CD moving, and then the rest of the game, it's like where to go, or for a whole other game next week, we're like where to go. Uh, he's young still, and he's trying to figure himself out. And like I said before, that's fine. I'd just rather be elsewhere. But let's see if we can if we can get him to get in this bag for what y'all four games, and, and then. Yeah, and, I mean and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it just be seeming like sometimes, man, like it, it just be seeming like Dak be holding that ball too long, man. Like, you know, he designing plays, man. Like, he know he going up against a good pass rush or whatever, or a good team or whatever. And he not designing nothing like to just, you know, you know what I'm saying, get the ball out of Dak's hands, man. Like sometimes oh, yeah, Dak we, hold it too long. We don't have a quick game offense. We don't have that. We need that. We don't have that. We have a developing play offense, and unless it's a blitz, if there's a, if it's a blitz, that's where Dak knows. All right, boom, I can get it out to my running back, uh, or or if it's an offsides play or something like that. But for the most part, most of our passing game concept relies on these plays having to develop for longer than two point five seconds. That ain't gonna, that, that ain't gonna, that ain't gonna work, man. Not against that Forty Nineers pass rush. Not against that Eagles pass rush in the playoffs. When they really want it, you know what I'm saying? They really want it. They coming. And man, we got to get that ball out of his hands. They got to, man, they just go to the coaching issue. That's all I got to say, But man. there's you a, know, to me, let me, know. see, I keep hearing you harp on, got to get the ball out of his hands. Why not? They also got to block better. And they also got to get open. Because why I, I do would like to have a quick game offense to insert when, you, when you're running into these pass rushes. I don't want my entire offense to be built around quick game. Especially when it's not built around yeah. a quick game, like our offense isn't built around yeah. that. So you, but you, see the reason why you hold on, hold on. You you're gonna need your offensive line to block better sometimes. You're gonna need your guys to get open sometimes because you know what happens when that happens. You get third and fifty converted. You get third and eight converted. So you know on third downs, sometimes you need those third and long plays to develop. So I think it's it's a two way street here. Yes, you need a, a part of a quick game offense, but then. You also need these guys to block better, or you also need these guys to get open, and that's why T.Y. Hilton is important. Yeah, I mean, you need them to do that, but they ain't. Though. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when they ain't, you know, when they ain't doing stuff, you got to design stuff to, you know, to cater to they, 
you know what I'm saying, to cater to their, uh, you know, because we don't, you know, they're not acting like they who they are. So, you know, if if if, if, if Dak holding it too long and you having developing plays, long developing plays, you got to throw some quick plays, some some motion. So, but, but you know, you got to confuse these there's people, no, man. We're not disagreeing there. We're not disagreeing there at all. We're saying the same thing. I just think you're you're passionate about the quick game. I'm with you. We need yeah, to have a quick crazy, game, man. but it can't be your offense. This ain't Tom Brady. We hey, ain't built I'm, like that. I'm going to say this before I leave, man. Every Cowboys game, right, I look at the TV, and the most times I'm yelling is when I'm saying, Dak, get rid of the ball. <laughs> oh, they coming. Get rid of the ball. Like It's like, man, Jesus. Yeah, I, I I don't understand that thought process because Dak Prescott is number one in the league and third now. I, I I'm not upset with Dak holding the ball, waiting for guys to get open, it, unless he's just not seeing things. Like if he's just holding the ball. That ain't that fault, but you can't. But you can't. But you can't say get rid of the ball and now it's incomplete throwaway. Now we punt. Sometimes Dak got to make a play. He need to get rid of that. They need to design plays for him. Quick plays. Alright, so we 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 ain't gonna see eye to eye on this one, man. Because I, I feel all right, like, all right, all right, all right man, appreciate you, Tony. <laughs> I, I feel like fans, because we had another call like that before. Get rid of the ball. I promise y'all, go watch the film. It's not that simple to just throw the ball away. Nobody's open. I gotta wait for somebody to get open. If you said we need to have a quick game, that's one thing. But then to complain that your quarterback has to hold the ball and wait for somebody to get open, I, we wouldn't do. And if it's a guy that I would like to, hey, man, if I got to wait an extra tick, it's this guy. This guy can throw the ball, man. We ain't got Cooper Rush in there. If it's Cooper Rush, that's a different story. Cooper Rush, I don't think he can make those type of plays. But I think that maybe you're yelling at the TV to, 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 to for Dak to get rid of the ball. Go watch the film, and then I think you have a better perspective of why he's holding on to the ball. But I agree, we do need to have a quick, we need to have a quick game a part part of this offense. I just don't think this offense is is quick game designed, right? Like we don't have the Cole Beasley. Now Ty may be that guy, right? But we didn't have a Cole Beasley coming into this into this season. We didn't go out and get that guy. The quick game would have been to tight ends, and, and we weren't getting much yak with a Dalton Schultz earlier on. I don't think you can build around that with this offense, but I think you need to have a portion of it. Does that make sense? Like, we do need to have that in the tuck, right? Like, hey, man, this pass rush is here. Let's go to our quick game part of our offense. But at some point, you do need your offensive line to block because you're going you, – you have plays that do need to develop. Like every play can't be a hook. Like we can't on one hand be mad at these dudes for running hooks all game and then say, well, damn it, all they do is run hooks. But that's what you just basically said you want is kind of these this this fast pace or this quick offense. So there are two discussions to have, and I try to provide that often, as opposed to being stuck on one side. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Get rid of the ball, Dak. I know you're first on third downs. and got the most passing touchdowns since you've been back, but get rid of the ball. We can't do that. We can't do that, man. <laughs> yelling at the TV, yelling at his Bluetooth, yelling at his dog, yelling at his ex, says L. 
Yeah. All right, man, before we get out of here, let's talk to our guy, Dubai Sky. If you are one of the 39 million men that suffer from ED, Boston Scientific created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, go to edcure.org, take the quiz, learn your severity or risk of ED. And if you've got a condition that puts you at a higher risk, you'll find customized content. The fastest way to find your best cure is to contact an ED specialist by browsing a list of experienced physicians in your area. Visit edcure.org. Brought to you by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and... Here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. That's one thing I, I I would like to see him do a little bit more of, Danny. And he has been. And that's running. And not necessarily deliberately, but when I say deliberately, I, I mean not in RPOs, not design runs, maybe like two of those. But literally just taking off. Like he did in Philly. Dak not done yet said we can't say get rid of the ball faster, but then on the other hand, get mad that we are running timing routes. I'll go. I'll, let me add to it. We can't say get rid of the ball faster, but then be mad that we don't have explosive plays. I just don't want to nerf this offense even more. I I trust my quarterback enough to make something happen. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's my problem. I, I just trust Dak to, to 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 make something happen. But I don't want to put everything on his shoulders. So that's where the other side comes in, right? Get the rock to Tony Pollard. Get a little the 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 orbit motion we were talking about, right? But that that can't be your offense to me. That has to be a part of it. Yes, party with the stars two one four. We hit our uh, news button earlier. There it is. If you are just tuning in and you don't have Twitter. Or Facebook or whatever. James Washington has been cut. They have been cut. He has been cut. By the Cowboys. Not a surprise to me. So. I'll just tell you guys to inform you. But. I'm not really worried about James Washington being cut. Now if somebody gets hurt. You sign him back or something like that. But. But. I think you roll with T.Y., C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown, uh, Michael Gallup as your receivers going into the playoffs. All right. Let me check these Super Chats. Make sure we got them all. One more. The Friendly Neighborhood. Super Chat. Appreciate you. He says, I wonder. The Friendly Neighborhood is something. They ain't really showing me. I wonder why the Cowboys don't run both running backs on the same plays. Give the defense something to think about. Oh, uh, they do. Probably don't do it a ton. And, and the crazy thing is, though, I'm just I'm just talking about that one specific play. But there was a point in time earlier in the year where the 21 personnel, like the yards per per attempt or whatever, on, in that personnel set was their worst. So it, it wasn't going well. 
Um, I, I'm not saying they need to do it all the time, but but that one package that the, the uh, Packers run, they run it at least five times a game, probably. At least. But the 21 personnel set often, I don't know that they need to do that. <laughs> um, they just need to incorporate some things out of it. But I, I think with TY, I think you got enough to, to, to make your 11 personnel set more challenging. Than, than before. DA says the Mari trade is backfiring. I saw somebody earlier say we, we dropped the ball on the uh on the the wide receiver room. I think it's clear they figured that out, right? They figured that out at the trade deadline. They said, oh man, we, we made a mistake here. Let's go try to get Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, and all these guys, Odell Beckham. So yeah, they they, they acknowledged it without saying it. Because I think they're waiting to see what happens with, with the rest of the season, right? The Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl. Nobody going to talk about that. Oh, but if they lose in the playoffs and the Cowboys can't score or something like that or receivers aren't having a great game or Lamb is doing everything he can, but nobody else is stepping up, best believe that will come back to bite them. But if it's the other way around, they'll be like, see? And I hope it's the other way around. Honest question, did Washington catch any passes? I don't think so i don't i mean i know they threw him one and he got his bell rung so maybe he caught that but i don't think he did i don't think they they, they uh he caught a pass <laughs> super super chat toxic said another quality stephen jones free agent is gone shocking when you shop at the bottom of the barrel Nine times out of ten, that's the outcome you get. I think they got lucky uh, last year with the J. Ron Curse. He had a Pro Bowl type season, so that, that was the luck part. The other part was you got uh, who was it? Ninety one Watkins. I thought that wasn't luck. That was I think you got what you got from Watkins, and then Malik Hooker came along as well uh, in that in that grouping. But then obviously the Urbans and the and the Keanu Neals, those things happen. The James Washingtons, the, those things happen. That's it's par for the course when you sign those types, right? He dropped one. So so he that was the one he got his bell rung, I think. So I see Spock in here again. Spock, are you an Eagle fan for real? Or is this like a troll name? Because this is Spock, can you save me? Because at the end of my thing is Skywalker's here to rescue. Can't shop at the Dollar Tree and wonder why they don't have Gucci. Hmm. Oh, you're not an Eagles fan. So you've been in here? See, I, I read your, your Eagle. I read, yeah, my bad, Spock. My bad, bro. I just not familiar with it, big dog. Appreciate you being here and being a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Hell no, he said. Trey said, Tampa, here we come. The Yellowstone. Yeah, West Philly he said cheap. He, he called him a cheap ass mother. Yeah, yeah. Hoping, hoping the cheapness works. This I was, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I don't mean to go back, and I don't got my button. I'll bring the button back for the for the. Uh, once we get into the off season, once we get to cat boy season, is what I'm about to start dubbing it. Once we get to cat boy season, we'll bring back. Here comes the money. We'll bring all that back. But I was disappointed, man. I'm like, yo. 
if we're going to go the cheap route, throw everything at all them cheap dudes and hope you hit on at least four of them. We signed two people, James Washington and Dante Fowler. That's it. Damn, we're going to sign two people? All right. Now, what we need is, is Dante to do what he did against uh, uh, the Titans. Sack fumble. If you remember last year, we didn't have this type of depth, in my opinion, from the pass rush standpoint. Michael my, Michael Parsons was your guy, uh, and he helped create for other dudes. But but I think you got some quality depth with, with, with the pass rush by having Sam Williams step up, Dante Fowler, Micah. I think your top three, endurance. Well, you can be your top three. D Law. We need Dante in the playoffs to do that, and then he'll be he'll be worth it, right? That's what you sign him for. It is in the rear view now, man. It is in the rear view with the James Washington signing. They dropped the ball. They'll figure it out. They may have to go in and, and sign somebody again or, or draft a guy at wide receiver. But that's for the offseason. Cowboys are preparing for Washington. And we talked today about the offense and defensive coordinator having to improve on some things. All right? Having to improve on some things. And if they do that, I think I think we back we back in the running of not really. I know we're going to question the team in general, but but having more confidence um, in said departments for that team. Well, Barr and Hilton, I don't count as as a Catboy season. That Barr happened what two weeks before the season, and then Hilton literally happened two weeks ago. I'm talking about Catboy season. Same thing with Peters. That happened right before the season. Cowboy season. Cowboy season, we signed two guys. Then we were forced. Oh, snap. Our linebacker room ain't that nice. Bar. Oh, snap. Maybe our depth at tackle ain't that great. Maybe we'll get the 40 old Peters. Oh, snap. Maybe our receivers aren't great. Let's go try to trade for guys and get Hilton. That's more reactionary. Yeah, I don't give them credit for that. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. But all right, y'all. It's been a fantastic show. Um, again, as long as we don't get a call down from, from the higher-ups over on the Vossum Brody Live show, I'll be back with my guy Vach later on and then today Mo will be back on A to Z Sports Prime Time discussing this Washington matchup and I'll be back tomorrow morning on A to Z Sports Live giving y'all that same fire I try to bring every single morning if you're new Spock now I'm just playing hit the like button if you enjoyed the show please and if you are just tuning in and you like what you see but you're not subscribed not sure if you want to subscribe I'm not telling you to only telling you to if you like it. But if you want to look around some more, you can hit that bell. We drop videos. We drop more live streams. And if you are a fan of what we do here, then subscribe. All right. With that said, I'm going to hit this button. Get up out of here. Y'all been great. Yeah, I believe Vox is going to be doing a Patreon, breaking down some of the film uh, later today from the Titans game. Y'all don't want to miss that, man. Make sure y'all sign up for my guy's Patreon account. Fantastic stuff there. We out here. Peace. Love you.
Squad!